Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's something or uh, how that we've made so many different traditions and so many different uh, things that happen during Christmas time. It, uh, I, I think it was in, I'm not sure, maybe it was in Italy, that um, they don't have Halloween, but they have, and I can, they have a witch that brings Christmas presents. And she flies on the broom and comes into everybody's house and delivers presents. It's like, come on. <laughs> you know, where'd that come from? You know? And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a common practice today, but I mean, you know, going back centuries. And uh, so, I, I, you know, people have so many different things. How many have special meals that you make on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody has peas for the new year. You know what that means, don't you? You got to have peas on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. New Year's, excuse me, New Year's Eve. And it means that you're going to get lots of money. So, you know, sauerkraut. Well, sauerkraut, that came from Germany. Peas comes from Sweden. <laughs> That's it. You don't, you don't need... Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> So we'll give everybody a can of peas next Sunday. <laughs> but it's, um, it's something how we, we take different, uh, and of course, you, you, have, you have the groups of people that say that Christmas is not the first holiday, uh, why we celebrate Christmas this time of year. It's because of the solstice, you know, that on the 22nd was the um, summer solstice. And, uh, you know, and that was a time that in, some of the uh, ancient cultures, they celebrated the different gods. And so um, Christianity came along. And so in order to win those individuals, they took them out of one holiday and put them in another. You know, and that's not true. <laughs> you know, because Christ was born, you know, the, you know, and there again, as we look back at the calendar, you had individuals trying to trace back the calendar from, you know, 300 years and, you know, and they made, you know, they made a mistake. <laughs> and uh, so they're off a couple of days. But one thing is they didn't, the, you know, if you look at the solstice, you know we're on our way to spring now. Okay, we're on our way to spring. Yeah, it's, it's gone. we're on our way to spring, you know. We're on our way for the, the shortest days. You know, we're getting, we're done with the short days. Now we're starting to add minutes to each day, you know. So, hey, we're, we're, on, we're on the ups downhill or upslide or whatever towards uh towards uh summer but if if we were if christianity's intention was to celebrate uh a holiday such as that we would have had it on the very day that the the the, the solstice changes and that's what the these ancient cultures did so there's people have lots of explanations about what christmas is and people have lots of traditions and some of the traditions are you know, based on, on some factual accounts. And some traditions are just traditions, you know. They're, they're things that people have done, you know. It's like the lady who um, cut off the end of the ham, okay. You know, she cut off the end of the ham because, you know, and the daughter asked, why do you cut the end of the ham off? She says, well, uh, my mother always did that. So they called up her mother and says, why did you cut the ends of the ham off? And says, I don't know, Grandma always did it. It's been a tradition. So they called up 
great-grandma and says, why'd you cut the ends of the ham off? And she says, because the pan was too small. <laughs> you know? So we just, you know, we have a tradition. Why? Because the pan was too small, you know? And um, so we, we look at these things and, and we, you know, some of the traditions are, are good and some of them are not so good. But the, the challenge for us, especially as Christians, that we want to see the birth of Jesus Christ in such a way that, you know, what happened on that day. And I have, have kind of two scenarios that I want to look at as we go through this. One is that as you, as you think of Mary and um, how that the, the angel of the Lord came to her in Luke chapter 2, and, and, you know, here we have this, uh, a virgin is espoused to be a man, to a man. So here's this young girl. She's probably 13, 14, 15 years old. And, you know, we say, well, that's pretty young. Well, not in that culture. You were, you were uh, betrothed. You were promised. It was an arranged marriage. <laughs> How many of you ladies want to get into an arranged marriage, you know? <laughs> I was arranged, you know, <laughs> I was deranged or something like that, you know, so, but, uh, you know, you heard about the, the guy who was at the, all of his life, he had, he had searched for a wife, and, and finally when he found her and they got married, he was finished. <laughs> finished? I know, it's a poor joke, but anyhow... We know the, the idea of, of that Mary was espoused, meaning that she was betrothed and they were, there, was an, there was a year of an engagement, a betrothal. And uh, while she's in this betrothal, while she's in this time period, we see where the angel came to her. Now, think about an angel showing up. <laughs> you know? I mean, you have an angel. You're, you're 14 years old, 15 years old, and an angel comes into your, into your room, into your house into your apartment somewhere the angel comes in and says to you hail thou who are highly favored <laughs> now most of us don't consider ourselves highly favored and mary was probably in this same situation she was not highly favored she came, she was in a poor family and uh, she was but she was very <laughs> her heart was very good her outward circumstances were probably not the best, but her, her desire to please and to serve God were always foremost. And whenever we, we see this highly favored, we know that, um, that God has a purpose for our life and that in the purpose that God is doing for our life, he has, he has come to us and, and we, you know, sometimes we don't believe that we are favored. But the idea is that God has chosen us, God has formed us, God has wanted us to be his child. So when we look at these, these uh, scenarios and we look at this whole idea of what Christmas is about, you know, that the, the purpose of Christmas, and, and we have different ways. So here's the first Christmas, uh, the first announcement of, of the birth that Mary is to be, the, be with child. So, and we have... You know, um, Mary, did you know the song? That was beautiful. You know, and, you know, that, that, that when you kiss your, your little baby's face, you've kissed the face of God. 
So we can look at Christmas from that perspective, or we can look at it from kind of the Christmas perspective. And I asked Jose to play this little snip from this song. It tells us somewhat of what our everyday perspective is. Most wonderful time. <laughs> We turn right to another song. <laughs> How many remember seeing that? <laughs> yeah, that's special. None of the people in that uh, look like that today. Okay. <laughs> but we see what, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And, and we have this contrast of, of, of wonder that is with Christmas, with, you know, the celebration in our society's approach. But then we, we go back to the, the personal experience of Mary. So here we've got this jubilation of wonderful time of the year and, you know, the kids and the toys and the presents and, you know, and people with the I remember when, you know. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. I didn't get nothing, but, you know, you know. But you see the, these experiences and where do they come from? How do they, how do they balance out? Well, as we go back to Mary, we see how that she has been, she has been chosen and she is, it's said to her she is highly favored. And, that, and the reason she is favored is not necessarily because of who she is. She is favored because the Lord is with her. Now, in our lives, we would not say, well, you know, I'm not highly favored. You know, this might be the most joyous time of the year, but I, there's still things I don't got and I don't have and I can't get, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But you see, the reason we are highly favored and blessed is because the Lord is with us. Just as he was with Mary, but he, the Holy Spirit is with us. Now, Mary has been chosen and we, none of, I mean, you know, safe to say none of us are on the level of Mary, <laughs> okay? Here is one woman in the entire scheme of human history that has been chosen to be the mother uh, of God, you know, the God becoming like us. And so Mary is a very special individual and her devotion and her heart and things to God are, are exceptional. So I, you know, I'm not on the, we need to worship Mary and have a whole Mary church. That's not it. Uh, but that we do recognize that she is a very unique person, that God would come to her and tell her and, and, and you know, use her as the instrument through which Jesus Christ would be born. Now, in our lives, we would think, okay, Mary's highly favored. God is going to use her. Well, in our lives, we need to look at, it is the most wonderful time of the year, but because the Lord is with us. Because the Lord is with you, you are highly favored. You see, uh, the favor of God is that his blessing is upon our life and that we don't operate in the same understanding of Christmas and the same understanding of life as other people do. Because we look at our life as that the Lord is with us. God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never abandon you. He knows what our thoughts and prayers, his intention is never to harm. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, that was last night. Uh, that we, we have this um, knowledge that the plan, God has a plan for us. 
Well, God, we announce this here that God has a plan for Mary. And the Holy Spirit is coming upon her. You know, we'll see that. Blessed art thou among women. And she was troubled by this. Sometimes I, I would say, you know, we would think about this and say, okay, God has called you. You are highly favored of God. And that God wants to say that you're blessed among people. And the first thing, you know, that's kind of a troubling thought. <laughs> God is with me all the time and he thinks I'm somebody special. You know, he doesn't know me very well. But you see, he's not looking at you. He's looking at himself in you. Right? And to be receptive of God's blessing, we have to be somewhat like Mary in that we have a heart that is towards God and that focuses on God being with her and focuses on how that God is capable of working in a person's life. So you see, we are highly favored and we don't, and the troubling thoughts are. I'm not good enough. I can't. <laughs> you know, did you ever hear that word inside your head or somebody else? You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't make that. You can't, you can't, you can't. You know what? Can't never did a thing. <laughs> you know? You know, it's just like uh, the critics. You know, they never build a monument to a critic. We have people on the television that are critics. They're critics of the president. They're critics of, of, of the local government. They're critic of the police. They're critic. You know, there's always people that are going to be critical. And, and the idea is, if, if there was nobody doing anything, they'd lose their job. <laughs> they'd be critical that nobody's doing anything, <laughs> so that we can be critical of them. But you see, we, not, we are not to be troubled by God saying to us that we are highly favored, and that, uh, that we are um, blessed are thou. What manner of a salutation? What kind of an angel are you? <laughs> That you would tell me that, there are, that, that I am someone special. What kind of word is it that says to you, you are someone special? But so is, the, the same word comes to us all. It isn't that I'm so special that I'm better than all of you. No, I'm so special that I want all of us to be as special as I am. And that, that, that uniqueness comes from God. You're highly favored and don't allow the forgiveness of our sins and the restoration of eternal life and that God is saying to you, you are highly favored. Don't allow that to be troubling. Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Fear not, Mary. So Mary was afraid. She was afraid of the angel. She was afraid of the promise. She was afraid that she was not good enough. And the angel says, Fear not, for thou hast found favor with God. In our lives, God is telling us also, we have found the favor of God in, the, in that we have been forgiven. He has called you, he has called each one of us to be his child and to be his servant and to be the vessel through which his spirit will flow through to touch the lives of others. You have found favor with God. Now, 
Mary, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt, thou shalt call his name Jesus. The Holy Spirit was going to come upon Mary, and she is to have and to conceive a child. When we ask Jesus Christ into our hearts and lives, we have found favor. And what is born in us doesn't come naturally. It comes by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God births His Spirit inside of us. That it is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. There is a spiritual birth going on on the inside. There is a spiritual renewal. There is an ongoing revelation of God inside of us. And the purpose for which we are here is that we have a purpose for serving. We have a purpose for giving. We have a purpose for living. So thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great. He shall be called the son of the highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. So God has promised that this child is so unique and that he is going to be the Savior, he's going to be the Son of the Highest, and he shall be called Great. Now, we, as Christians, we are children of God. We are, of course, not the Son of God. But God himself has come into our hearts and lives, and that the Lord God shall be with us, and we are part of a kingdom that is greater than any kingdom of this earth. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were of this world, he would he said he would fight with the Romans and dispute for him. But I don't have to fight for the kingdoms of this world because my kingdom is greater. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. God, let your kingdom come inside of us and that we are part of this body of Christ, the kingdom of God. We are joint heirs with Christ. We enter into this. You know, and, and he shall and the government, he shall carry the government upon his shoulders. He carried the cross. The establishment of the government. And the government that Jesus has established is in his word, where there is forgiveness, where there is restoration, where there is peace, where there is let the peace of God be upon you and that there will be peace on the entire earth because of the coming of the Messiah there is this place where we live that is not of us or of this earth it is a place in God's hand in his presence where nothing can ever separate us from him that's why we can pray for you know, we pray for healing you know, for, for the baby we pray for healing for you know older and seniors and things like that well what do we whenever we think of you know sometimes whenever we think of god healing we think of god reaching out somewhere into some distant place and touching someone no we are in his hands and the baby and the others are in his hands and he doesn't have to reach somewhere the presence of god and the power of god just needs to flow into their lives and you know there it is the child you and i as we need peace as we need forgiveness, as we need restoration, as we need strength for the day, as your day is so, so your strength be. It isn't that God is off somewhere. We are just seated in his hand, in his presence. His eye is upon us and his presence is about us. 
And he loves us, and he, just wa- and he wants his spirit to flow through us, and he's not reaching out there somewhere. He's wanting it to be, we are right there, and he want- he's wanting us to see that we are safe in his hands. And nothing can, se- nothing can separate us from his presence. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. We find that we are part of something greater than us. And whenever we live our life, we live it unto Christ. And that we point people to the Savior. And that he might be established in their kingdom, in, his king, in God's kingdom. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then Mary says, how, how is this going to happen? You see, we, we're, she's not much different than us. We ask the same questions. How is this going to happen? You know, God, you're going to bless me. I have favor with you. You're going to touch my life, heal my life, give me strength. Okay, just tell me, how is this going to, how, how, how shall this be? How is this going to happen? Well, the angel doesn't get upset with her. God doesn't get upset with us. It's a legitimate question. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, that holy thing which shall be born in thee shall be called the Son of God. And in our lives, what is born of the Spirit is born of God. It is born inside of us. Now, we are, we are not, we're not Mary. And, of course, Jesus came through Mary and brought to us the teachings of the Word. The Word made flesh and dwelt among us. The idea is what happened to Mary is also what happens inside of us, but in a spiritual way. And that spiritual birth inside of us is the hand of God, the Holy Spirit overshadowing us and touching our lives and birthing in us hope, expectation, and deliverance. The hope is nothing is impossible. The expectation, God is going to bless my life. I have found favor with God. And God is going to work everything out to the good. I may not see it. I may not understand it. May not work the way I want it. But you know what? God is in charge. And we can ask our questions. And God will provide a sign. <laughs> you know, he does. And Mary says to, to you know, and, and the angel goes on to say, your cousin Elizabeth, you know, the old lady who can't get pregnant. <laughs> She's with child. Nobody knows it. Go see her. And you see, what it, you know, and sometimes whenever we look inside, you say, how shall these things be? And we, you know, we, we pray about them, we think about them, wonder why this happened, why that happened. Where do we go? We come to church. We come to a place where we can see and hear what God has done in other people's lives, and that gives us the affirmation that God is going to work in our lives. Amen? Amen. So God is at work. We are highly favored. 
God's Spirit is birthed inside of us by our confession of our sins, and that Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year (laughs) because we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And that birth changes everything. Do you know every time you look at the calendar, every time you look at the date, it's in reference to the birth of Jesus. Every time we look forward into the future, it's in reference to the hope that we have in God. Every time that we look at the moment and feel blessed and privileged, it's because we understand the favor of God. Situations of life may change, but my life and spirit and peace and strength never changes because it's God inside of me giving me strength. Amen. Shall we stand?